0: If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. No matter how much you like your job, there are some days when everything just seems to go wrong missed deadlines, unpleasant coworkers, and lots of boring activities. Well, I'm here to tell you it could easily be worse. And I mean it. Let's look at some of the worst jobs that people had to do throughout history. During the times of Henry VII, there were certain people whose job was to accompany the monarch to the bathroom. They also had to, you know, have a look at whatever went on in there and make sure the majestic bottom was all clean after the, uh, proceedings. It wasn't any kind of punishment, though. People were actually competing to get this job. Why? Because it meant that they had access to the monarch at their most vulnerable state, which meant that they could potentially discuss all sorts of subjects and even influence certain decisions. Speaking of boring jobs, being a nomenclator back in the day was probably the most tedious of them all. It wasn't dangerous in any way. It was just really, really boring. What these people did back in ancient Europe was basically the human equivalent of a phone book. They went after their bosses at different parties and had to remember everything they did, who they met, and what they talked about. Equally as boring was the job of Punkawalla. You could probably say that these people were just human fans. Back in the day when ceiling fans or air conditioning weren't invented yet, the Punkawalla spent the whole day standing in one spot, operating the fan. If you look at DIY videos these days, you'll surely think, gee, making soap is so easy and relaxing. I mean, it's clean, right? And it smells so nice. Well, it wasn't always like that. In the past, being a soap maker was practically the same as working as an industrial chemist. Soap, back then, was made with such ingredients as lye, ash, and rendered animal fats. All this was blended together until the ingredients became solid. As you can imagine, such soap surely didn't smell like lavender or chamomile. Not to mention that those harsh chemicals could potentially have negative effects on the soap maker. If you've ever wondered where the term nitpicking comes from, well, it was once an actual job. Wigs were really popular at a certain point in history, but the problem with lice was quite common too. What did nitpickers do? I guess you figured it out by now. They use lavender oil and combs to rid wigs of those pesky critters. I'm not a big fan of the treadmill, but back in Victorian England, there were people that literally had to use this device all day long. They were called treadmillers. They hopped on treadmills and used their leg power to grind corn for hours without a single break. Oakum pickers also had one of the most boring and tedious jobs to have ever existed. They had to unravel entire ropes in search of a specific type of fiber. Oakum was a fiber that was in high demand at sea because of the way it protected the wood from water. The main problem was that you could only get it from one of two sources, the plant itself or from old ropes that contained this specific fiber. That's why some sailors on board were tasked with unraveling miles and miles of this rough and thick rope, using only their hands in search of oakum fiber i've always wondered how people managed to wake up early in the morning back when there were no alarm clocks or cell phones to rely on but it turns out that in the 19th century in britain and ireland people came up with a pretty creative solution the knocker upper it was basically the human equivalent of an alarm clock initially they just knocked on the doors of those who hired them but soon they figured out it was really inefficient even worse they often ended up waking up neighbors who didn't want to be awake and those were always complaining about the noise so what was the solution a long stick with a knob on the end since most workers often lived on the first floors knocker uppers just wandered around the streets using sticks to knock on the needed windows but then there's another question who woke up the knocker upper it turns out to get this position one needed to be a specific type of person they could sleep during the day and had no problem becoming a night owl In any case, soon after alarm clocks became more and more popular, most knocker-uppers lost their jobs. This profession still exists today, but this doesn't make it any less dangerous. The infamous snake milker. The job title is quite self-explanatory, but still, the snake milker is a person who extracts snake venom. You might be wondering why we would ever need to do that, but it turns out that this substance is very important for people working in the medical field. Whenever someone is bitten by a venomous snake, they need to get proper treatment as fast as possible. And it's impossible to do if snake venom doesn't get studied in advance. <sighs> the substance harvested from snakes is then freeze-dried and used by special laboratories and universities for research and production of anti-venom. People living in ancient Rome had some of the most bizarre jobs you've ever heard of. Let's start with the Saluda Gorula. It was the human version of a DM, or a holiday card or both, these people spent their working days delivering complimentary messages from their bosses to their friends or acquaintances. Then there was an ornatrix, who was basically the equivalent of a hairdresser today. The problem was that at those times, hairdressers had to perform hair treatments with such ingredients as leeches or even pigeon droppings. To top off the list of quirky Roman jobs, there was also a polisher. Ancient Romans were extremely interested in their body image. That's why they required the services of the polisher, who took pumice or any sort of abrasive materials and made sure their clients' bodies were nice and exfoliated. Court jesters weren't the luckiest people out there either. They were kinda on-call stand-up comedians for high-ranking people. They were most popular during the medieval period. Their job wasn't just telling jokes, though. Depending on their talents, they also had to come up with some witty banter perform drama pieces, recite poetry, and tell stories, sing songs, or even perform acrobatics. And still, at that time, people thought that the position of a court jester was something to look up to, since it meant a person would be spending much time with people in power. But was that actually the case? Not really. Court jesters needed to spend a lot of their time improving and expanding their skills to keep their jobs. Otherwise, people would get bored of them. Not to mention that most of the time they had to perform on command with no preparation allowed beforehand. Talk about masters of spontaneity. Back in ancient Greece, there were people called gymnasiarchs. Firstly, in order to qualify for this job, these people needed to be males from 30 to 60 years old. They also had to have a lot of money in their piggy bank. It doesn't make any sense. It will soon enough. Just let me explain. The gymnasiarchs were hired for one year only and their main task was to make athletes look good train them and make sure they took part in competitions they were basically today's equivalent of a personal trainer there was a downside though these specialists didn't get any payment for the services they performed and often had to cover all their expenses by themselves hence the need for a considerable amount of money in their savings account on the bright side they were highly respected people in their communities and a lot of people looked up to them because of their discipline and the results they showed